do it. That's thick do glass it. right there. Do it. Do it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, Internet. Sorry it took so long to get going there. I had some stuff. I got to still uh, finish setting up here, but we are doing a thing. It's dungeons. It's dragons. It's side quest live. Uh, thanks. A big shout out to everybody who's listening to this after the fact on podcasts. Love it. Spread the word. Thanks so much. Uh, it is available in audio podcasts everywhere you can find a podcast. Um, podcast. I say that funny, don't I? Anyway, um, so yeah, shout out to Utah. I see what you're doing there, Utah. Yeah, I see. I'm, I hope to be in you later. Anyway, uh, but more on that later. Um, so tonight, I'm going to be the DM uh, for some Dungeons & Dragons. It's a homebrew campaign we've been working at for a while now. But tonight is a little twist so thanks for kicking around uh and uh hanging in there and jumping in and joining us words hey let's get to the other people here who make this so much more fun hi everybody hello hello all right so that's uh i think i think i think tonight warrants a little bit of like a pump up because tonight is going to be different. We are not playing our usual characters with one exception. Uh, and that's going to be Rook. So, all well, campaign, we've had the twist, we've had the reveal, but tonight, we're going to go and find out what is going on back in Tazvarel. So that's where this is happening tonight. So, um, we're going to meet the table, meet everybody here, and tell us a little bit about your character, um, and uh, we're going to start this party off with none other than Rook himself, Gordon. The real hey. Rook. The real Gordon Rook. Gordon playing real Rook back in Taz Pharrell. I want to so, be a real Rook. Yeah. I haven't played him in a really long time, actually. Um, but I'm sure I'll get to the swing of things. And looking forward to kind of moving things forward and... Uh, seeing what he can do with uh, all, everything that's going on. Yeah, everything he's learned in the last little while. All right. Awesome. And of course, a uh, little bit about Gordon uh, before we move on. And I mean Gordon. Uh, also uh, maker of board games and such. So don't forget to plug that whenever you get the chance. Thank you. Yeah. Make uh, recent one is Lost Ones and it's uh, widely available right now. It's like yeah. If you like uh, choose your own adventures, uh, that kind of style storybook uh, coupled with kind of map tile exploration that would be your jam nice uh, absolutely now we're going to jump over uh, next over there at the far end on the screen from what I'm uh, where I'm looking let's go meet Bella and Bella today you're going to be playing somebody new if I remember correctly yes I'm going to be playing Twog and <laughs> sorry that's Wad. a great name. I know. Yeah, I love it. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> you have reduced love the table to giggles. I'll take it. I'll take it. So Twog, um, he is a half-orc barbarian. And yeah, he's... Uh, I don't know what he is yet, because I just created him about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Oh, but we're going to see how he develops over time. We'll yeah. see. Full disclosure, I messaged the whole group on Discord. I'm like, quick, everybody but Gordon, get another character ready. 
and maybe mm-hmm. another and one after up. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been uh, stretching their creativity. You know what? It's fun to dust it off and uh, uh, see what you can come up with in 20 minutes or less. Uh, all right. So speaking of which, hey, Steve, who are you going to be playing hey, hey. tonight? Um. Well, uh, the first of the two characters I made in the last 28 minutes um is sir i slack neutron sir i slack neutron he is in uh aerocorcora ranger and that's about all i know about him right now I he's kind of blue nice he's like he's like if the president from the muppets was you know a ranger in dnd <laughs> so he's an eagle who is blue and can fly and shoots arrows and that's that's about as far as, about as far you're as gonna the be nowhere near anything if and we're starting at level six so yeah. if you took sharpshooter no. you're like 500 meters away from everything just raining arrows people are just gonna be like what the I'm, we'll see I if that pans have. out i don't know i don't know i just clicked buttons and this is what happened fair enough fair enough all right so uh and that brings us round to carl carl who are you playing today I will be playing uh, Pander Underfoot, a uh, halfling rogue. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now until you know we introduce the character in, in, in the game there. All right, that sounds perfect. All right, so um, let's dive into tonight's game, and we're going to start it off with Rook just after a word from our opening credits. Also, before I forget... Internet, you are welcome and invited to take part in our games live. We watch the chat, or at least I do, and uh, we try to incorporate viewer suggestions into the game. If we don't get to it right away, we do take notes. Um, Contrary to what you think, Gord, I do take notes. Gordon is my notes, just so you know. Um, I'll say something, he'll be like, wasn't it? And I'm like, yes. Hey, own it, right? Wrong and strong. Um, but anyway, so internet, you're welcome to take part in this too. And without further ado, let's dive into tonight and we'll see what's going on. Here we go. You see, Todd. <laughs> Reading oh. notes is overrated. The beautiful city of Tazbarel is nestled in a natural harbor, almost like a, a sea crescent shape, with a peaks on either side with a small valley nestled below. Forests, farmland, far as the eye can see inland. A beautiful harbor filled with tall ships, Successful commerce, people of all nations, all creeds, all races, finding a spot on what's sometimes nicknamed as the rocks. High on the right, an old watchtower gleaming with magical beacon, shining the way for ships into the village, into the city. On the other side, what was once a prosperous portion of town now crumbled in ruins, overlooking 
the more prosperous and vibrant areas down below in the center of the crescent. The far left, known as... Okay, Gordon, what's it called again? (laughs) The Undertow! Absolutely. So, the Undertow, now fallen into squalor for a long time, and then decimated by a strange curse. The locals generally not not spending their time, certainly not more than absolutely necessary, in the ruins that overlook the city. It's there that we join Rook, nestled in the bottom of a chimney far beneath a crumbling old ruin. The house fallen into disrepair, almost shambles, almost impassable. Tiny little nooks and crannies, cracks amongst the crumbling brick. And the strong, tall chimney marking what was probably once a successful establishment. At the bottom of this chimney, in the dark, buried beneath, a tiny little hole. Open to the sky. And Rook, that's where you open your eyes. It's a gray day in Tazfarel, but the light above seems almost blinding. You've spent your time ducking from shadow to shadow, hiding in various areas of the undertow sneaking out to find food and try to put out whatever feelers you can for information. In the three times you've successfully left your tiny little hideout, you've each time narrowly dodged what you suspect is a patrol. It's hard to say what lets you know that these are people who mean you harm. It's something about the way they carry themselves. Groups of four usually, sometimes three. Often human, but not only. And one of the times you're seeking a passage out to get some food and you spotted a group Three humans, two of them wearing this unmatching armor that had, by all accounts and by all visual representations, not really together, except the way they move through the streets of the undertow. It's rare to see people up here anyway, but especially these three stood out like a sore thumb. Mercenaries, by the look of them well-armed, well-armored. And between the two, a wayfish girl, also human, probably not much more than 15, 16. Now she might be undertow material. Except for her leash. Leather straps. 
from various bind points on her wrists and neck and waist, leading back to one of the large uh, mercenary humans. And around her head, uh, you've seen falconers before. You've seen the falcons that they carry. The leather straps, the bind over the head, the eye covers, except instead of being on a bird, they cover the head and eyes of this 15-year-old girl. She walks along, keeping pace with them as best she can. You get the impression that she can see her feet, but not able to look out. By the way, she starts to lift her chin up whenever she'd stumble over some, some of the fallen brick. A quick jerk of the, of the leather straps, bringing her head snapping back low. A little murmur, almost too quiet for you to hear. Yes. All right. The other two... Casual in their demeanor, which almost makes it worse. As though they were out for a stroll in a park, except alert, keeping their eyes open. I need you to do a stealth check for me, retroactively, Rook. And if you roll a 20, by God... <laughs> no, no, he's kind of important to the plot. That's true. 17. All right. You duck back behind a stone outcropping, probably part of an old inn. They don't appear to have seen you. They walk on, and you wait, counting to... 200 before risking coming out again. Yes. You feel like you are being hunted. So, Rook, what is it you want to do? <sighs> were, those, were those the only two that I saw lately? Are they... Is it just the two of them, or are there roaming bands nearby? The other two times... They could have been city guard. It could have been mercenaries. Um, you didn't get as good a look at them. Uh, the other ones, one of them you saw at a pretty big distance uh, in the in the morning one morning, and then another you heard mostly at night. And you didn't want to give away your safe little uh, little crawl up space, so you didn't come out to get a look at them. This is the first group you've seen. It's uh, probably mid afternoon on a bit of a overcast day. Well, I'm going to just murmur, I've already warned Gax and Hilda. I'm sure they're doing fine against that one guy. <laughs> Foslo. They must be good. Time. They must be good. They Time gotta to be take good. these two guys out. Yeah. Right, Angel? I'm just going to turn to my friend. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine, man. You got this. You got this. Yeah. 
and it's a good thing, you know, I don't need to eat. So they kept trying to bug. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> See notes. Notes. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, start tracking them. Sure. Uh, do a survival check. We'll keep the old stealth check. Okay. You know, oh no, it's all good. Oh, 13, but I, I will actually use uh, knowledge of a past life. Sure. My past life in these streets. Not so great. 14. Okay. Well, um, the problem with Undertow is that stuff falls down and changes on occasion or. Uh, maybe someone will make a half-hearted attempt to clear a section to rebuild. And so at one point, you you take a left to try to cut them off, and boom, you you encounter basically a fallen building that you can't seem to get around. So you have to backtrack for a while to try and cut them off. And by the time you do, they've kind of slipped past you. Um, and they're they're now making their way back down towards the city proper at this point. You can see them, but it's going to be harder to catch up. If you want. How far? How far away are they? They're probably about two, three hundred feet now. You can you kind of perch up on top of a, a, a an old roof, and you're looking down, and you can see a street that kind of meanders. There was not a lot of civic planning going on in this place ever, so especially now, it's um, it's a bit hodgepodge. So they are. Uh, they're just making their way down the street right now. Um, <clears throat> I will try to see if I can close the distance, but I'm not going to be overtly risky. They're going in the direction I need to go anyways. I've kind of warned the others, and now I'll, my intention is to uh, make my way to Calron. But if I can take these two out on the way, I will. Sure. Um, go ahead and do one more... Um, this time, actually, I'm going to get to do another stealth check just to make sure you can stay out of sight uh, as they begin to move towards more populous areas of the city. Ooh, not so great. 13. All right. So you are keeping your eye on them, and, and in doing so, you actually kind of miss uh, a turn at one point, and then you, you turn your head like you come around a corner and boom there's a like it's a it's like a pop-up market area not like a main thoroughfare or anything but there's some stalls and you see a few people there that you weren't really expecting um and you just kind of have to duck back um an old man kind of pushing a cart looks at you and hey hey you want any clams good all right. And and so you kind of get spotted by some of the locals, but uh, so far so good. No, nobody seems to have taken an undue interest in you, but you've definitely been, you're kind of out in the open in this stretch if you want to keep going towards. Um, do you want to, there does come a point where you can choose to kind of keep tracking them, Although it is getting more populous now, so if you're thinking of like an assassin type thing, it's going to be really hard to get them where no one can see uh, yeah. at this point. Or you can kind of veer off and start making your way to the uh, 
to the richer districts where you had that meeting with Galdrin. Calrin. Um. Yeah, I won't risk it. I'll I'll make my way to, um, Calrin in the richer district. Okay. As you're making your way through, you do have to go through a couple of guard checkpoints, um, and you're gonna have to kind of play it cool or lie or try to go unseen. How do you want to approach dealing with kind of these checkpoints? Um, I guess it depends on who's checking, right? If it's like kind of regular um, city guards that I'm kind of aware of, like like regular, um, I'd probably just play it cool. Let's do an insight check. Okay. Not 2029. Damn. There it is. Not only do you see that you take a look at these people and you're like, okay, guard. um, And you actually recognize one of them. You're like, okay, I know that guy. You've seen him around before. Um, He used to skim off the top along with an agreement with the Thieves Guild that you're part of. Um, So you remember his name, Internet, if you want to name it. Otherwise, uh, I will. All right, you recognize him. His name is Gren. And Do you recognize me, though? Uh, if you let him, if you keep going, he will see you and probably know you by name. Yeah. I don't really want to be seen and recognized. You could try to find another way into the rich district. Otherwise, you're gonna have to get past him somehow. Um. You know what? Um, I'll risk it. If I know him, recognize him. All right, state your business. State your business. Oi. I know you. Um, it's Rick, right? Rook. Rook, that's it. How's it going? I haven't seen you in a bit. He spotted you. Completely froze up there. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. That's okay. So he greets you uh, as he's kind of checking the people going through. And um, and he's he's kind of letting the richer looking people pass. But if anybody doesn't seem to fit in, they either turn them away or have a short conversation with them after which they seem to shake hands or do some kind of exchange, and then they let the people pass. Um, So when it gets to be your turn, you're not wearing fine clothes, right? Actually, you've been sleeping in the bottom of a chimney for a week, so I must say you look a little rough around the edges. (coughs) Pardon me. So um, he... He looks you up and down and gets ready to turn you away when he recognizes you. And then he's like, Hey, you can't come... Wait. Oh, I know you. It's, um... Rook, Rook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. Mate, you're looking pretty rough. Yeah, you know, 
Business, I'm okay. Business has been bad, I see. Things have been better, but, uh, you know, I, things are actually looking on the up and up going forward. Huh. Well, good on you. And he, the other guard who's standing there checking people kind of starts walking over and and uh, Gren kind of motions him away. Uh, it's like, I got this one. Um, and he turns to you and, and he does a quick hand motion, which you catch as thieves can't. And it, he says, can you pay? I'm going to say, I'm going to have to take an IOU, but I'm good for it. He says, off. In, like he just in thieves can't. It's, he's still got uh, a smile on his face, and he's like, "Well, it's good to see you, man. Visit when you can." Yeah. All right. Okay. And then I'll. Uh, I guess. I guess the guys. I don't have any co- coin on me. I don't think. Anyway, fled so. half naked. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so you go, turn back into the poorer sections of the street, the docks a little bit further back, um, mercantile areas, there's the touristville, um, there's the market itself, and then of course the undertow. Where do you want to go? Um, I'm going to have to loop around and try to try a different entryway, but this time I'm going to try to stealth through. Sure. Okay. So I need you to do a... Let's do a investigation check. Find a better route. Okay. 30-20. <laughs> you. All right, so um, you start making your way over to um, what is affectionately known as Pigeon Gate. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a little bit... Um, sometimes it's it's more costly to get through there like merchants and, and caravans go that way often and the lineups are longer but maybe you'd be able to slip in amongst a caravan and as you're going you actually you're almost there when you spot this uh, patrol again it's actually the same two merchant uh, uh, mercenaries and this uh, woman and now they they don't this time now that a more populous area they have removed her face kind of covering and she's got this very light um kind of just a hood kind of dangling over blocking most of her face and um no leash that you can see but you can see that one of the mercenaries is busy holding her hand uh and walking her and she's she's working hard to keep pace with him uh, as he's still kind of scanning the crowd. Um, you will need to do a stealth check or change directions. Your choice. Stealth check. Oh. There are other numbers, dude. So that is yep. a natural 20 for a total of 31. For our at-home listeners, dear God, man, you're just like, you time it so when a, bu- when a caravan goes by, when a bus goes by, there's now buses. Um, when a caravan goes by, you just like disappear behind it, and then you kind of 
sidestep and then hop on the back of something for a little while and ride it until you're well and truly around them. As you're kind of hitching your ride on us, this wagon, you look back and you can get a really... Actually, do a perception check for me as well. Apparently, I like making Gordon roll just to prove he rolls. To, well, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to jinx you. Twelve. Twelve. Well, you don't get much of a look at the two guys. You get a bit of a better look at the girl. And she's just got this kind of... She's still wearing some kind of headband, but her eyes aren't covered. And she's got these brilliant, like brilliant, bright yellow colored eyes. And she's looking down at the ground most of the time. And then she looks up and for just a second, she looks at you as you go past, even with a nat 20. And she's, you just kind of lock eyes. And then her eyes drift back down to the ground. That's it. No reaction from her. Other than that. You step off the caravan on the other side of the uh, of the guard gate, having and just walk along with the rest of the people entering, and you make your way into the pigeon gate. It takes a little longer, but you have now entered the richer area of the town. Eventually, you make your way up towards the uh, through the cobblestone streets. Up, it's now starting to get dark. Uh, they're lighting the street lamps in this area. It is magic, and so you see, um, you see, someone walk by and kind of motion this intricate hand motion towards the lamp, and starts to glow with this warm amber light. Uh, and they move to the next one, and 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 so on down the street, uh, and eventually you make your way up to that um, kind of half. It, it's almost a compound at the top of the, of one of these streets where you had originally met with Calrin and there's a gatehouse and uh, do you want to go up to the gatehouse do you want to try to stealth around take look for a back entrance what do you want to do so I, I know that this is probably the gatehouse where Calrin's at then yeah it's his the compound where you met him uh, but knowing what happened the last time we were there I am not going to be just walking in uh, so I will try to find a more stealthy route to enter. Sure thing. I'll let you even keep the nat 20, because it serves my purpose. So you keep going. You're just in that zone. You're on a rhythm, and boom, you take a left. You kind of go past this other house uh, and back around to where the compound back wall would be and eventually find your way. Um, it's not a blind alley. There is actually a good 15-foot uh, like almost a small roadway going around the whole thing. Uh, beautiful gardens, and you can see these leafy vines draping over there, and you, you spot a section where the branch from uh, one of the overreaching trees from the garden within is pretty low, and you, you, uh, you figure out that's going to be your most stealthy approach. I'm going to need an athletics check or acrobatics check to successfully navigate your way through and up and over the back wall. Fourteen. All right. It uh, takes you three tries. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're just like, uh, uh, and then somebody comes along and you just, 
you actually just take the branch and hold it in front of you, and they don't see you at all. And then, then you manage to scramble your way up the branch, and it's it's definitely a shaky bit of. Uh, you're like a really big, clumsy squirrel for a few minutes, and, and then you onto the grass on the far side. Uh, actually, you drop down absolutely silently, but you're down on in the courtyard now, and you can see that same kind of. There's different outbuildings, and then a main thing that actually it resembles an old temple uh you're not sure if it's active uh in service of any deity but you see that's the place you went in and there was an inner garden uh, in that area and an office where you met Kalra. i'm going to try to make my way um stealthily in but i'm not going to try to necessarily just enter Kalran's room um because that could cause all kinds of problems. Um, but when I when I when we enter the injured part, I'm just trying to find someone that can get Kalran, like someone on the someone on like kind of like the interior, sure. uh, in a position of some type of authority. Now it is starting to get get nighttime, so um, there are a couple guards towards the entrance you spot, uh, but you actually spot a few other acolyte-looking people, people in robes, um, kind of. Maybe even vestments. You're, you don't really follow too many religions, I don't think. Uh, do you? No. But so, would I recognize any of them from the previous visit? Uh, do a perception check. We'll see. Let the dice decide. 24. 24. So it takes you a few minutes of watching from, like, just quietly standing in the garden. People not noticing you. Uh, and then after a little while, oh, yes, you do manage to spot that one guy. He led you. He was the one who met you at the entrance after everybody had been shaken up by that attempted assassination. Uh, um, and so now uh, he was the one who led you up to Calrun's office. Uh, you're trying to remember his name, um, but I'm going to say um, his name is Ogan. if you remember correctly. So you see Ogan kind of marching through with a handful, like a bunch of scrolls under his arm, kind of walking kind of briskly on the edge of the garden on the far side. Not too many I'm gonna people try, I'm going to try to approach him quietly, like discreetly. Um, okay. Or at least get his, get his attention a bit, but without like alerting anyone else. Sure. So you... We are pretty sure you pad successfully up non-discreetly along uh, through the garden, along the paths, and you kind of plan it so that you go down the left fork at the exact time when he's about to... So you should be able to intercept him pretty quickly and without much trouble. Um, so what do you want to do, do once he's close? Okay. He he's kind of mum, mumbling away to himself. He didn't actually hear you. Um, try again. Good. No, he keeps on walking. He's is. You can now see he's a little bit past you. His <laughs> your stealth check. I'll take just, a pebble and chuck it at him. Okay. Uh, roll <laughs> roll attack just to see how uh, how you do. Okay. Uh...
Oh. 28. A nat 20 for... Um, <laughs> go ahead and roll the d4 for me. And your strength mod is what? Uh, my strength mod is oh, not strength. Zero. Uh, athlete, uh, uh, my dex mod. Dex mod. Plus five. Plus five. Okay, but I'm so not that's, trying to hurt him. I'm not know, trying to hurt him. But it would be the equivalent of nine points of damage, unless, of course, you want to add sneak attack, because you can absolutely add sneak attack to that. That, that could kill him. Imagine assassinating <laughs> a dude. <laughs> Just by sneaking up behind him. Um, so the pebble hits him square in the back of the head, and he he stops and he drops all of his scrolls, and he whips around. He's like, ah, 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 and he's got this wand in his hand that he's pulled from within his robes, and he spins around. And says, he seems super keyed up already, and he, he rolled a nat one on what would be his composure test. And you rolled a natural 20. So you you can see that he's sweating profusely. He's, he's... He's kind of an older man. Maybe in his 40s. Maybe 50s. Relax. If I was trying to hurt you, it wouldn't have been a little pebble. And he points this wooden wand directly at you. And he's like, speak to... Who are you? Did they think you, you saw me? You saw me before. Remember me? You took me to Kalron. If you are, you're supposed to be halfway across the ocean by now. He whispers. Mission went sideways. All right. You need to. We need to get to Kalron to warn him. <laughs> I, I will, I, oh, I will, I will, t come with me, come on, and he motions like his wand is like a, a weapon of some kind to like get you to uh, march just in kind of like him. have my hands, yeah, yeah, and he's rubbing the back of his skull as he's going, and he leads you, not unlike where you were before, but instead of taking you into the, the actual office, he parks you in kind of a, a small waiting room off to the side, closes the door, locks it, and, and um, as he's closing it, he says, oh, you wait here. Wait. And he mutters a bunch of words, and he, he appears to be cast... You've been around spellcasters long enough. You recognize he's casting some kind of spell, and he kind of taps his own next to his head with the edge of the wand, and then he motions it out across the room. And he blinks. And he takes a good long look at you. And then he seems somewhat satisfied. And then he turns around and he says, All right. Wait here. And he closes the door and locks it on his way out. You, there is a window. It's kind of up high. But there is a, uh, kind of a bank. Uh, almost a whole section of walls, regular little windows. Um, uh, fairly up high, though, mostly just allowing natural light in. And it's beautifully, um, if plainly, um, uh, decorated. 
But other than that, it's a it's a small holding room. You're waiting here for a really long time. And eventually, it might have been hours, days, if you want to do anything. Well, not days. Well, hours and days tend to blur together for you. Uh, but without the natural biological rhythms to tell you the time is passing. But eventually, you hear the, the keys in the door and it opens up. And uh, in walks Calron, And he doesn't say anything. He just looks at you, unfolds a pair of glasses, puts them on his face, waves his hand across them, and then looks, up, looks at you again, holds up a hand as though, like, don't say anything. And then after a long look at you, motions you. Uh, he turns around and in his crisp kind of, uh, like his elvish way, says... Well, you're going to wait there. Or are you going to come with me? Silently get up and I start following him. Great. So he takes you over to his office and then he walks to the back and pours himself a glass of elven brandy. And then he turns back. Would you like one? No, thanks. I don't drink. Suit yourself. All right. I think it's safe to speak. Why have you abandoned your mission? Didn't abandon it. Got intercepted. And that's the first time he's actually turned and really looked at you since you entered his office. Do elaborate. Well, as we were about to depart, we went to get supplies at a shop. And long story short, the and I tell him what the what the shop, the name of it is. Garrix. The Garrix. These brothers are shape changers, and they do work for the Inquisition. They pieced they piece the fact that what we were getting stuff that from whatever information they have that uh, we were doing something and they kidnapped me and one of them took my place and has been on the journey swapped out the orb meanwhile at some point I was able to figure it out through a psychic connection with the ring that's in this lead I, sh I hold up the lead kind of cup I likely have with them. And he takes another look um, at that. And, and every, everything you say, it. you yeah, can see him just thing, like, getting more and more. Like, he starts out like, okay, that's not too bad. And then you say the next thing, he's like, oh, no. And then eventually he's literally, like, holding his head. He, he at one point sits down at his desk and is now holding his temples, kind of gently massaging them and sitting there being yeah. like, oh. The good news is, is I wore, I was able to escape, take the ring, warn Gex and Hilda about my uh, stand-in. Oh, so they're probably goody. doing something about it right now. Um, and I evaded a whole bunch of uh, agents and made my way here. I, 
And you look at the glass, and he's emptied the brandy at this point, and he's like, ah. Well, that is quite possibly the single biggest f up I have ever heard. Wow. Just... Wow. <clears throat> so, Mr. Rook, may I call you Mr. Rook? Sure, or just Rook is fine. All right, Mr. Rook, what do you think we should do about it? As you have pieced together, the Inquisition and the people I represent are at war. And your mission, and now this is the technical term, has been royally f***ed. Well, there's two potential things that we could do. One, you, you know, obviously it's a royal fuck-up and uh, you could dismiss my services. Two, I'm in the mood for a little bit of vengeance. I kind of want to get back at them. And this is probably the first time you've seen him look... Amused isn't the word, but certainly slightly less heaved. So, let me get this straight. They know of your mission to deliver the orb to a dragon on the island. To a dragonborn, I believe. The dragonborn is the humanoid stand-in for one of the head dragons on the island. We believe he'd be to be some kind of sovereign. Yep. They swap the orb. They want to use it for their own purposes. The rest of my crew, now that they've been warned, are likely going to do something about it against the soul stand-in. Um, please don't take this the wrong way. But I don't fully trust the rest of your crew. Or you. But we do need to do something about this. So they have... They don't... Wait. What happened to the orb? They took it. I don't know what they've done with it since. That orb was one of a kind. Or As it one would of happen, three? Well, the, since you... We had redundancies in place. Uh, I believe they call it a shell game. Where uh, the real package is hidden in somewhat plain sight. Three chances. Only one of them, the real deal. 
we did not let any crews know which ones were the real ones in hopes that they might be a little more careful. The real orb is a um, rather ingenious bit, if I do say so myself, of creation, arcane. It was meant as a an offering, as a uh, as a dowry of sorts, a, an offering of peace, an allyship, or at least an opening, something that might entice one of such power as the Dragon Kings. It can communicate, it can teleport, it can... It could... That was our best shot at being, um... At breaking this stalemate. And when our own crews kept being targeted, we thought we'd turn it to outside individuals. Truth be told, I wasn't even sure exactly which of the orbs was the real one. We've had a bout of spies, you see. In fact, one of the spies, double agent, he was um, a bit successful a few weeks prior to your employ. And uh, we suspect that he gave some description of the capabilities of our offering. They had a switch. Ready? Apparently, if this was such a precious and somewhat unique orb, they seemed very easy. It was very quick to switch, right? Uh, the swap between me and the other shape cheerleader probably had only taken a minute. <clears throat> well, they because the have... others were mm. and the others haven't been compromised that you know of not that I know of but I spent the last number of weeks in a prison metallic suit yes I can tell by the smell right they likely still have the orb How would you feel about redeeming yourself a little bit? Getting a bit of this vengeance that you say seem to want. And he takes a real close look at you. I'll look him in straight in the eye and say, yeah, I want some payback. And I'll, I'll make good on getting that orb back. You understand. It's not going to be easy. I understand. Well, I suppose as they say on the streets, there is no skin off my back, so... You can try. I know a few individuals who may be able to um, assist foolhardy individuals, people who owe markers. 
will get you a little bit of assistance because I suspect that these doppelgangers are not in it by themselves. The Inquisition are a slippery lot. They seem to have their fingers in lots of pies. Right. Wait in the room I picked you up in. I'll let you know when, when we are ready. Right. Oh, and kinda... Rook? Yeah. Let's not fuck this up. Got it. All right, so we're gonna do a cutscene over to um, you. You, you're all <laughs> gathering in the office, and he calls you all in where you all meet for the very first time, uh, and he brings you up to speed real fast. Uh, let's meet the crew. Hey, everybody, welcome. Greetings, Earth people. Hello. I am Sir Islack Neutron of the Sky People. Nice meeting you. Hi, I'm Thank Pander. You. Can I get you some tea? Some tea, some crumpets? May I shine your shoes? Sorry, what did you say your name was? Pander. I, Lovely. I don't know if you're talking, Bella, but I didn't hear anything. I was laughing oh, okay. at Carl's name. Um, Andrew? Twog. I'll hey fight. Good. Man, a few words. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough with the pleasantries. This is Rook. I, you know who I am. Um, we need you to get something for us. It's bound to be dangerous. You will be well compensated on return if you return. If your remains are found, you will be buried with out a pauper's grave. Fine, whatever. Um, otherwise, your debts are paid to us if this is successful. If not, well. Good luck in whatever gods will claim you. Now, here is your target. And he makes a motion towards the desk and an illusionary um, image of that uh, store where you went and you saw um, and you, where you had this ill-fated interaction with uh, which is called Garex, uh, Garex Wares and it's a magical shop uh, a pretty high-end a magical shop as Rook might remember um, well best of luck to you and if you need anything ask for Ogan I am busy and uh, Calrin walks out um, I say in half work to see if anybody understands me. Um, 
Who's the leader of this group? Uh, Anybody? <laughs> that's okay, you, Rook. Half be under common, or? Uh, half orc. orc. Oh, It'd I be see. orcish, yeah. Because while I speak common, I don't speak common well. Right, okay, everyone. Here's the so, deal with uh, the shop run by a uh, some bro couple of brothers, shape changers. Like we have a bunch of mercenaries, lots of magic in there. Things that we could keep, if you know. But our main target is getting uh, an orb back that belongs to Kalron. So let's get. So I'm good at uh, a little bit of break and enter and stealth. Um, what about the rest of you guys? Any key capabilities you want to mention? Well, oh yeah, can... stealth. Yeah, yeah, definitely stealth. Yeah. Mm. We got Rayman halfling over here. I can fly. None of you can fly. I can fly. Flying is superior to all other forms of travel. What else do you need hit. to flying? I can... I can hit. Hit. You know, hit. off the side of a bird's head. Walk it hit hard. Hard hit. I can get stuff. I can get stuff. Okay. Alright. So, I think how we're going to run this is it's going to be a bit of a... Um, let First of all, I need somebody to roll 2d6 for me. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll vote for Rook. You get a nat 12? Seven. That's not no. bad on 2d6. A little above average. So you get yep. seven healing potions um, that they've given you. Uh, all right, Turog, uh, you've got a plus one. What's your main weapon of choice? Uh, my main weapon of choice Besides is a uh, blah, 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 great axe. All right, your great axe is a plus one great axe. Um, and you also have our, um, those bracers of defense. Uh, Sir Isaac Neutron, do you want random or do you want, uh, or do you have something in mind for a starting a bit of equipment? Um, yeah, he would, t he would probably have uh, made a point of seeking out, uh, some special longbow. All right, so you got a plus one longbow, um, and I'm going to say you've got three extra arrows. So those arrows, one of them's an arrow of entangle, another one is uh, an incendiary arrow and that starts fires. It's like a low-grade fireball. And the last arrow, uh, let's, let's see you roll a d100 to determine the random weirdness that happens. Random weirdness. Engage. All right. You don't have to do it. No, no. You you roll it at the time you do it. Oh, 
<laughs> it's like so it's the arrow of random weirdness yes it's the arrow of random weirdness as i punch my microphone i'm sorry interweeds um all right uh rook you managed to to piece together um a better uh they offer you a better piece pair of armor um it's leather armor um uh or studded leather whichever way you prefer or studded okay so it's going to be studded leather plus one and oh. uh, you will also get uh, your weapon of choice is usually a bow or daggers or what? As Elgin um, is asking, Elgin comes in. He's still holding that <laughs> wand. He's, he's very nervous around you. What, yeah. What would you like? In, you know what? Short bow plus one if he has it. All right. He, he gives you a short bow plus one and a dagger. Um, uh the dagger is um, it's going to be a dagger that uh, he's, he's got runes etched along the blade and he says if you activate it it will be basically the same um, it's got 1d4 charges a day uh, no it's a once a day thing uh, before sunrise or sunset uh, uh, it's got to you say these words on the side, and he coaches you through them, and it casts Greets in it, centered on it, though. Greece? Greece. Greece. The okay. spell. Not the, not the musical. Right. All right, I'll stop. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, all right. <laughs> if that gets me a copyright notice, that'll be really funny. Um, anyway, and uh, Pander, what do you want? Or do you want random? Pa Pander is indiscriminate in when he acquires, usually. Okay. He acquires whatever is available. I'm going to say you have a, um, you have a, let's go with a, a magical dagger plus one. Uh, you've got boots of stealth. So that you get uh, advantage on stealth checks. And I'm also going to say you've got a silk. I, I love this thing. And it came up in a recent game of uh, Critical Role. You've got a silk cloth that you can unfold on any flat surface. And it would be a portable hole. Mm, yes, yes. I've I've always wanted one of those, by the way, even before it was on the on the stream. But anyway, uh, and since you went random, I'm also going to give you a potion, but you have no idea what it does. I love it. The labels worn off. It just says mystery meat. Excellent. Okay. So boots of stealth, you say? Yep, boots of stealth. So advantage on stealth checks, and um, and uh, plus one dagger. Doesn't show anything on managed inventory for boots of stealth. It actually says mystery meat. Yes, Darcy, it does say that. And I already know what it is. <laughs> but I'm open to suggestions. 
Alright everybody, so I think what we'll do this is we'll kind of do it like heist music, right? And uh, like, like, it's almost Ocean's Eleven-ish, right? Where like, you're trying to figure out your way in and you, you've got, so you can do this a little bit on the fly. Um, and I won't let do-overs happen. But we can do a short, mm, oh, oopsie, I forgot. So if you want, if, I think you can all see the map, right? Yep. All right, perfect. So you have the basic layout. Um, most of it's off of um, Rook's memory. And uh, you can choose how you want to approach this. Yeah, flashback rules. Exactly. Uh-huh. And let's say I'm going to roll a d6. And uh, that's the number of flashbacks before you can't flashback no mo. All right. I know, but you don't. <laughs> so. What do you want to do? How do you want to approach this? Wild ideas, go. Okay, guys. Well, they'll recognize me, so... I'm going to have to be on the down low when it comes to entering. Mm -hmm. I to go try to find a back route in. I remember Gex had one take, once taken an approach and in my escape there's a bit of a guardian gargoyle but if we are quiet pander we could make our way through and past what about you guys the two of you well do you guys want to just enter and pretend you're customers and distract them that is an option i'm not terrible at stealth however uh my kind are not common anywhere on your plane so being stealthy and being invisible are not the same thing. It may be wiser of me to try to fool someone than to hide from them here anyway. I'm not sure though what, um, I'm not sure what approach I would take trying to fool them. Am I just shopping for armor? Am I shopping for some kind of trinket? What am I doing be, in there? Could be just window shopping. The point is just to distract them, right? Keep them busy. I can be distracting. Very distract. Alright, so mm. Isaac Newton... Uh, uh, Neutron is going to be walking through, perusing the wares. You're already doing it. It's You're already walking through, looking at all the oh, yeah. really high-priced magical items. And this little uh. wizened old dude um, comb over picture, the, the old wizard, uh, in the old Dungeons and Dragons uh, cartoon a little bit. Um, Elias, if you need anything, you, you just let me know. Uh, my name is Garrick. And then... Garrick. Uh, a little while later, you see another Garrick walk by. Garrick? Sorry, what's that? What kind of cheap wares are these, Garrick? You call <laughs> your shop an establishment of fine 
fine things. Yet nothing you have would fit a man of my stature, a man of my skills, a man of my breeding. Nothing lightweight enough to suit a man of the sky. You call yourself a purveyor of wide variety? Everything here is for the two-legged, no-winged. Show me something of interest. Uh, I'm going to get you to do a persuasion or deception check. It's your call. This one. Persuading. Uh, oh, God, now I don't know this guy's character sheet. Plus three. Plus three. All right. So what's your total? No, no, no. Yeah, so 22. Yeah. 22. Damn. All right. So the con seems to be working, and you're doing persuasion. You actually want to say it. And he's just like, oh, um, I'm terribly sorry. I did not mean to be presumptuous. Of course, we, we keep our lesser goods out for the random people. Um, we do have a kind of a, a, a higher end area. If you would. Do you see the color of my plumage? Do you see it? It is royal blue. Ah, uh, yes. Royal. I have always blue. enjoyed royal blue. Uh, although Do you I've always been a little more partial to um the color gold. You sad, 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 childish, sad person. Yes. Um, I have gold. He'll kind of jingle his gold purse. I have the gold. Do you have something that befits a creature with the lineage that provides him with a plumage of royal blue? In this moment, what is your intent? <laughs> My intent is to make him think that I am someone special. That's really it. You really do stand out. I do love that color on you. Well, come with me. I will show you uh, our second tier zone. Come, come. As as they're walking, I'm going to pull on Sir Newton's uh, frock or whatever you're wearing and be like, hit something. Is is this your? <laughs> is this is this yours? <laughs> it turns to new new neutron. Is what mine? This um uh this uh large thing. Do you not? Are you not aware that the Aracocra people do not believe in ownership? Nothing is mine. Nothing is yours. Nothing is his. We belong to the world. We belong to the sky. I well, yes. I just need to know. I belong to the sky. All right. Um. Uh, Tuag, I need you to do a persuasion, some kind of check to convince them to bring you along. What's your goal here, Tuag? Um, essentially just to, like, cause confusion, because he's pretty confused, he's 
he's not totally understanding everything that's being said. He knows we're there to distract. Um, so he's just going to do his best to, to try to distract by asking for things that likely they won't have. All right. Uh, I'm going to need you to do an intelligence check, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's do that. Come on, net 20, because I need it. <laughs> Maybe Gordon could lend you one. Yeah, really. Okay. Uh, well, no. Um, eh, um, 15. Better than average, 15. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, not um, bad. Garrick kind of looks you up and down and then kind of gives his head a little shake. He's like, oh, yeah, perhaps you would be happier at a different establishment, you large, 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 large one. Stay with sir. Oh. Sir. I see you. Stay. You are with him. Yes. Sir? Sir? I will stay. No, no. Uh, I'm so confused. Let me know if you're looking for anything. My brother can assist you. I I need to lie down a moment. And he goes away <laughs> just visibly confused and kind of rubbing his temples. Um, at that moment, <laughs> Rook kind of scoots. What are, you, what are you doing now, Rook? You I am and, trying... uh, and Pander. So, I am trying to um, do a stealth entry. So, I want to take a look at the outside. From what I've seen of it before, both in entering and exiting, and what I've gathered, what, how Gex made his entrance, mm -hmm. I know they have at least one Gorgol on, on sentry. So, I kind of want to, like, rather than just kind of go up and go at it, I kind of want to just take a moment to say you know what's like a the best way to get in unnoticed if there is any well you know that the second floor had that gargoyle up on the balcony yeah. uh right around yeah. here um but they do seem you look up there and you can now see three of them perched up there one Ooh. on each of the columns so they're not messing around there uh there did seem to be you do a quick scout around there's a back entrance kind of at this side uh or possibly these curtained windows on the sides uh, that might provide access although you are aware this is a magically guarded house yes so i'm not interested in necessarily uh breaking a window but if there's a lock that i can pick like uh from a, a door perspective where are the, the gargoyles again? Um, the gargoyles are up on the on the second floor. Uh, okay. Oh, sorry, at the back, at the back. My bad. They're at the back. Uh, there's this one right here. Oh, um, I don't really see. Oh, there I see it. Okay. I don't know what. And you're saying there's like two more? There it is. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, and there are two of two more of them now. They okay. seem to have increased security. At the back. And you can see them perched up uh, on the back there, uh, overlooking. 
kind of oh not 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 four of them that was just a mistake on my part okay uh so okay. your best bet i mean there does appear to be some windows um the only main doors are at the front and at the back unless you go up to Got that it. second floor okay there does appear um, to be an outer room uh, like an outer an outbuilding uh, often to the right uh, where you could go and check it it's um, I don't know it's uh, uh, not up and to the right the other side so there's like a carriage house at the at the top but that doesn't appear to be connected I see okay um pander what do you think Cased around, they've got a, a few guards at the back. Got a reco on uh, entering? Yeah, I can go reco. Anything you want, boss. Anything you want. <laughs> okay, then. You want me going back? I'll go in back. <laughs> uh, let's think about this carefully. Let's let's try to. Is there a chimney up top? Um. Yeah, there would be. Yep. Hmm. Well, I can fit in the chimney. <laughs> Maybe you know what you could do is if you go in through the chimney, I'll climb up, and then you, when you get in, you open a window and let me in. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. So we'll, we'll make our way up together. And then, you know, I've, I've seen this. I've seen this. There used to be this uh, really legendary thief. And he, but he'd dress up in this <laughs> weird red costume. And he would steal from the rich and give to the poor. Something claws or something? Whatever. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's... So there the appears to carbon be... Carbon-based entry sources? There do appear to be three uh, three main chain, uh, uh, chimneys in the place. Uh, kind of two towards the front. Uh, one right at the front, uh, way up here. Uh, another one at the side. And another one towards the back. Which of the three would you like to do? The first, yeah, probably the go to one on the side. On the yeah, side. the side. Okay. Yeah, not the front or back. Yeah. All right. So Pander begins to make his way over there. Um, I'm gonna need a stealth check and an athletics check to see if you're gonna try to get up to the roof. You're gonna need means to climb it. So, go ahead and make a stealth check. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. And I'm gonna need. You're looking at. Uh, it's basically two and a half stories tall. Um, so do you, do you have any climbing equipment? You can have basic rope and stuff if you need it, or you can just freehand it. I'll freehand it. All right. So you kind of wedge yourself in next to the outcropping for the chimney, kind of looking for handholds. I'm going to need an athletics check to see how well you can climb. Ooh, athletics. <laughs> Ooh. Eh. All not right. too bad. 
14. Minus 14 one. isn't too bad. So um, you you're begin your climb, but it's taking a while. You do a get up a few little ways, and then slide back a bit, and then keep going. Uh, meanwhile, during all of this, are you keeping watch, Rook? Are you going to join him? Are you going to do a different approach? Uh, I'm going to stealth. Um, I'm trying to basically stealth over to uh, his side. Sorry. And uh, not right next to him, but basically, I, I guess that there's a curtain window. So um, like, near, I guess near that side? That's yeah, like, going to be the other yeah, side. Like yeah, like over here. Actually, um, the best spot for you to hide is actually to... Well, you could kind of be next to the stable, or you could actually check out the stables, because there is a little doorway. Yeah. Sure. Like, I'd, I'd probably, like, go through the trees, right, and then check out the stable, and then from the stable kind of scooch over there, like kind of in that path. Absolutely. Kind of a reverse clock path. Okay. So uh, do a perception check for me and a stealth check, please. Oh, by the way, um, uh, not that you need it with a 19, but uh, Pander, you do have advantage on your stealth rolls. Ah, yes. My perception check is a 28. Damn. And my stealth is a 28. All right, so, wow. <laughs> Dual 28. Um, all right, and Pander got 17 on the cell, so still pretty good, but um, take the first one. All right, so you go past the stable, and you kind of poke your head in. You can actually see um, there's about there's three or four horses in pens. Um, there's a little fireplace there and a little spot for doing some, some basic repairs and tool work uh, and so on. But you actually spot um, one of the, uh, like, you can spot this guy inside there, like a stable hand kind of guy. But he seems... I don't know. He seems to be... Um, actually, with that 28, you recognize him as the the patrol you saw at a, at a pretty big distance. But with 28, you recognize him. It's not the guy who was following you around the first time. But he was one of the other patrols. And he's in there, and he's kind of brushing down, finishing up, tidying up a horse. Uh, and he's... Uh, it looks like he's just putting one of the horses away and gathering up his equipment. Uh, so there is a guard inside the stables, but he doesn't. He, you kind of glance in the door and then and then poke back, and he doesn't see. Got it. So uh, something just to keep in mind if uh, there's a, a tussle. So I'll, I'll continue to make my way stealthily. Yep. And um, yeah, I'll keep note of that. All right. So you make your way. Uh, to the edge of the house, and Pander's busy climbing. It's taking him forever to get up uh, that that wall, and just kind of wishing him all the all the best. Uh, but unfortunately, it's it's taking some time, and you're kind of sweating and waiting. All right. Um, meanwhile, inside, Sir Isaac, you are brought by one of these uh, by this by these little weird old brothers. Uh, you're here if you're looking for them um is the weird old brother era all right uh what your blue era coca right mm -hmm. there you are you're a little bigger than that there you go so that's gonna be you um so he has guided you into a pretty fancy room actually this is 
Um, not one of the rooms that um, that Rook had described. It doesn't seem to be. Um, uh, it doesn't seem to be kind of 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 the rooms described that he's seen before. I'm just going to quickly look at the windows because, you know, if I need to fly away, I'm a bird. I think of these things. Absolutely. So you can see no less than four windows in this place. He brought you up uh, past these beautiful, uh, ornate rooms, each room getting more elaborate as it goes up to the second floor, past a room with these chests all in a row, and uh, a gilded dressing area uh, with a a curtain for privacy, uh, a couple of wardrobes, and then he brings you into this other room and points around. He says, see, look, lavish, fitting royalty. Stop, stop. You you obviously have no clue. Is there not a balcony? Is there not a deck? Is there not a perch fit for avian royalty? Lock me not with a ceiling and walls. Let me sit and see the sky. Bring the armor to me there. And secondly, how do you fasten... How... By what technique do you sew the gussets of mail into your doublets? And how do you fashion your sabatons to your greaves? These things are important to me. Will you attach a lance rest to a pauldron with leather, or do you rivet it? These are things I need to know. <laughs> so it kind of goes into more and more details, and he can he can talk the talk. Um, as he's going through, he's listing all these. Meanwhile, out in the hallway at the top of the stairs, um, uh, Bella, your uh, Turug, has been asked to wait outside as you're standing in a hallway. And you can see another man looks... I mean, you don't know humans that well, but they look pretty much the same. Just this guy's wearing different colored robes. Um, and he kind of bumbles by, and he's he's doing that whole, like, dusting and rearranging things. But um, do a, do an insight check for me there, uh, Turg. Turg? Turg? I was, how, how do you say I was going to ask... Twag. Yeah. Twag. I was going to ask, does he... Like, I know I don't know humans very well, but do I understand that he's basically, you know, he's definitely keeping an eye on you, expecting you to try shoplifting. Okay, so I know that they're being well racist, for lack of a better legit. That's that's exactly it. (laughs) I'm gonna mutter under my breath an orc. Stupid, puny, imbecile humans. <coughs> he doesn't seem to respond to that, although he gives you a pretty good side eye at the sound of the orcish. Uh, 13 for my insight. All right. You get the impression he's he doesn't need to stay here, but he's choosing to keep an eye. You're out in this hallway, kind of waiting back, walking back and forth, uh, waiting for eyes like... Um, and uh, you're at the top of the stairs just, there. Yeah, I'll bring out um, not my my great axe or anything, but I'm going to have like one of my hand axes and just, you know, playing with it like, mm. <laughs> I'll give you something to be afraid of. <laughs> uh, at the sight of a weapon, he 
kind of scoots a few more feet away and busies himself dusting a portrait on the wall, but further away. <laughs> Just keeping a safe distance. All right. Um, next up. Uh, so you guys are keeping busy and uh, I select you did a pretty good job on your convincing earlier. So he's he says, um, yes, we do have some uh, waiting rooms or if you like, uh, though we do have a balcony, we can bring out a chair. Take me to the balcony. Yes. And he walks you back out and through. <laughs> Not even a proper perch. He walks you out. Um, and suppose the railing will have to do. And he takes you out past where to to Twug. I think I'm saying that right. Twug. Twug is waiting in the hallway, and he leads you out onto the balcony, which I've described before. And it's got these three beautiful statues sitting on on the wall uh, right on the edge overlooking and you just feel better being outside and um, he, he kind of motions and the other brother kind of brings through and he's now almost instantly just holding it this kind of very fancy looking chair and he puts it down and uh, and they both look, exchange a look and then um, and then you can have a seat on that balcony between them you have very clearly never provided service to someone of my kind before. We, we are very much um, to learn so. about manners. We'll, we'll try our best, sir. Now, we will go and get you some of that armor you wish, yes? Yes. Fantastic. I wish to see... The lightest, heaviest male you have that is light and heavy at the same time. They both give a little nod and go back inside. Uh, Toog, uh, they also motion for you to head out onto the balcony. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll... Yeah, I'll go out. Alright, so you sit down and they bring out... Um, not nearly as fancy a chair for you and sit you there and you're both just sitting on the balcony in the breeze um looking at the statues kind of they bring out a little glass of water for both of you and um and and then they kind of disappear for a while all right meanwhile back at the side house pander you are finally up to the uh second floor uh third floor to the roof you heave yourself up i'm gonna need another either acrobatics or athletics check because there's a bit of a lip out to the edge of the window, uh, not the window, out to the edge of the um, uh, roof, and then you need to get up on top of that. So make your roll, please. 25. Damn. Okay, you brace and kick like a practice burglar up off the wall, and like vault up onto the, uh, kind of almost like a on a parallel bar, your feet pinwheeling over expertly above and you land up on the roof you can now investigate the chimney i'm going to need you to do either acrobatics or athletics to squeeze your way in and down 18 all right you pry the top off no problem it's wide enough for you and you scoot your way down in like a very practiced cat burglar and in short order you find your way down to the first layer of the uh, chimney um, and the first opening is a large hearth uh, with 
kind of a lion's head on the top uh, of it as you kind of come out in this dusty chimney and brace yourself. Um, you do uh, notice that if you went kind of veered to the left in the chimney, if you were any bigger, by the way, you wouldn't fit down here, but you managed to squeeze uh, small as you are into this tiny space. Um, and you kind of scoot your way through. You could veer left uh, and try to descend further into a lower level, or you could try to get out at the t uh, what is equivalent the second level. I was supposed to open a window for Rook. Yep. First floor or second floor? Your choice. I'll go to the first floor. All right. I'm going to need another acrobatics check uh, on uh, squeezing through without getting stuck. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so that's a 14. All right, you're just, it's going well. Then at one point, your kind of slightly bigger bottom gets stuck. You're dangling upside down. Your, your blood is rushing to your head. and You're just like, Ur. you wiggle furiously and a couple of buttons pop off of your vest and you wiggle past this really super narrow part. You do manage to get through, but it takes a little time. Outside, Rook is getting pretty impatient. All right. Uh, eventually, you make your way down to the first floor. I'm just going to uh, scoot you both over um, to the first floor where you manage to pop out of that chimney and uh, uh, and you are in a very opulently decorated um, dining room. But it's got all kinds of swords and armaments. Uh, it's, it's a very fancy showroom as you pop out on this main floor. Uh, and there is a fire in the hearth, but as you get closer, you realize there's no heat from this fire. And so you drop down right in the midst of this illusory flames, and you step out into the hearth. You kind of push the metal grate aside, and you're in. What do you want to do? Uh, I'll go and lock the uh, window for, uh, for Rook. Sure, which window? There's four of them on that side. As he's approaching the window, I'm just going to do quick thieves can't check for traps. Yeah, so he pulls back a curtain uh, at this corner, and uh, uh, and you see each other. You make the motion. You want to check, or you just want to open her up there, girl? I wave hysterically with a big grin on my face, and then, yeah? You want me to open a window? I'll open a window. Check for traps. Do you what? speak? I can't hear you. I do the call, the thieves can't check. If for you're a rogue, traps. you do speak thieves can't. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Check for trap. I'll check for traps. Investigation check, please. Ooh. And yeah. now that the window's open, I'll take a look as well. Sure, you can so give him advantage. Oh yeah. I'll give him yeah, advantage. All... Oh, advantage. Good. <laughs> <laughs> With a two. Oh boy. That's much better. That is a <laughs> lot better with 16. Um, it is. It does not appear... You do see a series of heavy-duty locks on this window, and there's etchings on the glass itself um, that seem to be maybe arcane, maybe not. And in your head, Rook, you, you hear your friend whisper. Cat whispers, Those runes are uh, abjuration." Might be unbreakable glass. 
to the tip. Not going to try to break it. All right. So after a little while, um, Pander, you, you're pretty sure it's not trapped. It is locked on the inside, and it does seem to need a key. Okay, so is it sleight of hand? To... Uh, it's effectively the same as sleight of hand. It's your you're proficient yeah, thieves in thieves tools, so you'll be rolling a thieves tools check to try to unlock the lock. Dex plus thieves tool proficiency. Okay. Twenty-eight. Nine. Wow. All right, you just crack your knuckles and expertly pull like various little tools out and pop it open in a very short time. And Rook, you have access as you kind of slither up and in. You are now in the uh, the Richie Rich dining room. All right. Um, we are going to take a little break as you enter Garrick's Emporium of Magical Goods. And uh, we will see whether this continues to be a cakewalk or gets a little more complicated as we continue in just a couple minutes. What are we going to take? Uh, five minutes? Ten minutes? I might need Here. a little bit extra just depending how long it takes them to, you know, do their thing. Mm -hmm. No problem. Uh, and Dog in a pinch, thing. we can make you just hit things by default. Yeah. Um, he will rage and hit shit. That's his <laughs> default. Um, he knows he's just the muscle. Modus operandi. All right. So we are going to take a short break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with some Dungeons and Dragons. Here we go. Includes our rest. Let's get back to it. Hey, everybody. We're playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Let's do this. All right. So you're spread out around the, the various mansion rooms right now. Some of you upstairs. Some of you are downstairs. What do you want to do? So in the room that uh, Panda and I are in, like I, surmi I surmise that the orb is probably hidden away somewhere. Um, maybe like foolish to put it on display, Calrin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, highly doubt it'd be on display. So, I'm thinking with these two guys, it could be in a locked place. Um, they like to use magic. Could be there's some type of illusion or a. Uh, a hidden location in this house. Um, so I want to kind of just start casing Rook, and start looking. Yep. You can use one of the flashbacks if you like. It might sure. be helpful. Calron yeah. Cal um, looks at you and kind of sighs. <sighs> Fine. If it helps to clean up this mess. And he takes off his glasses and he says, here 
and feel. Touch them. And it activates. You can only do it. Uh, roll a d10. Eight. You should be able to do it all goddamn day. Or at least eight times. Here you are. I want those back when you're done. You put them on, he shows you how it works. It's, um, this is no small deal. They are glasses of true seeing. I put on the glasses and I... I'm not joking. I need those back. Promise. All right. You have glasses of true seeing, sir. Okay. Okay. Um, so you should be able to see magical stuff and see through illusions, um, through magical darkness, the whole deal, the whole shebang. Wowzers. Yeah, those are not a small item. All right. So what do you, uh, so you're looking around this room, you get eight charges. So you got to choose when you're activating them. And I think they'll last for about 10 minutes. Okay. Well, I'm going to do my first charge activation now in this room. Well, it lasts 10 minutes, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I'm just straight away. All right. So you put them on, you activate the glasses, and you look around the room. Most of the flashiest stuff is actually not terrifically magical. Um, there's several items in the room that are magical, uh, and a couple of illusory items um, around, but nothing that... More, more about decoration and being lazy... Uh, than about any kind of deceptive or uh, hidden rooms or anything. Uh, go ahead and do a, at least at first glance, I need you to do a, let's do a perception check. Okay, dokie. Are we That's both right. doing perception? Sure. <gasps> Excuse me. Uh, let's see. That is one of the side effects of the glasses. They make you sneeze. Thanks. They make you sneeze. No, I'm not actually joking now. That's the thing. Uh, they're going to give you disadvantage on stealth checks while you're wearing them. Oh, okay. There's got to be a balancing right. factor here, right? Okay. All right. How did you do on dis on uh, perception there, Gordon? Uh, 13 and Pander got 17. All right. So not bad. Not bad. Um, so 17 and 13. You don't see, I mean, you see some interesting stuff that might be fun to steal here. But you also see in the glasses, you see these little tendrils kind of stitching across, almost like spider silk, uh, connected to most of the items that appear to be glowing quite magically. Um, there seem to be a big abjuration kind of sense to these little tendrils, almost like little spider threads that are just keeping things up on the shelves. Okay, so I just kind of like sign to pander if we disturb the threads, it might set off an alarm. Okay, okay. Don't disturb the threads. Yeah, let's not get greedy. Let's keep going. All right, where do you want to go? Uh, well, actually, there's two exits. Uh, one is into the main hall, and the other is into um, uh, a waiting room. You didn't spend much time here, but uh, you did know that uh, that's the same room, uh, audience where the turtle was fitted for his fancy fancy clothes. Uh, 
just to the south there. So which way do you want to go? Um, <clears throat> I think uh, we should... Uh, I know it's like the, that, that other room... I just we could check it later, but I was thinking of the main hall, like check check if anyone's there and uh Okay. Do a perception check for me, please. Actually, you know what? You get it for free with the last one. Um it's okay. actually Pander who can see it a little better than you. He kind of holds out his hand and motions. You can you can sense and and or hear that there is one person in the hallway kind of shuffling around you can hear a slight grunt uh, every once in a while, and then a, a, a kind of a... Kind of a, a very light kind of hammering sound. Um, and you also hear a weird little... Sound coming from in the hallway. Is it someone that's moving, or is he just doing something? Uh, there's somebody doing something in the other room, in the hallway. They uh, appear to be right. off and to the right a little bit. The right being north or south? Uh, south. Just just slightly around the corner, and you can kind of glance, really like a quick glance to see, uh, like half your eye kind of poking over the side. Uh, you can see a, um, he's a, no, a halfling, uh, halfling man with uh, blonde hair and he's very finely dressed and he is busy kind of quietly humming away to himself and he's tapping with a small hammer, a small silver hammer on top of a little chest uh, just in the far corner um, over here uh, in uh, just, just on the south end of this hallway just barely in it uh, and the stairs uh, winding up and around uh, starting at your far left and winding up around clockwise around the room. There's beautiful, this is a beautifully accoutrement. Uh, it's got all kinds of bells and whistles. It's a room meant to impress people who come in the main door. Um, uh, there are a couple of statues around. Uh, you see a couple of crates, a small kind of check-in desk where there's this little um, kind of a, a guest book as it were, and a silver pen. Uh, you've actually seen that pen before, and you actually can see the pen itself hovering above the check the guest check check in area, and it's the thing that's making that weird like kind of sound as it's whipping around the quill, kind of uh, quickly dipping itself into ink and then jotting in a, in some kind of ledger and then jump, jumping back in. This is just directly to your left of the door, right there. Okay. Um, hmm. Let's go check the other room. All right. Yeah, we'll do that. Huh. Um, before we enter, just checking, seeing if there's any anyone in there, if it's occupied. Um, any traps? Any traps? You know. Sure. Pander checks for traps, and Rook does a perception check. Go ahead. Uh, investigation for Pander. Uh, perception for Rook. 14. It doesn't sound like anybody's in there right now, and it doesn't appear that there's any traps on the door. It doesn't even seem locked. Okay. Gonna slowly, like, try to open it. Yep, it opens. 
Okay. Enter and also just before I enter, take a look around. Do I see any, like, truce with the, the glasses? Magic or anything of that nature. Uh, in which room? The room you're leaving or the new one? The new one. Like, I, I'm going to open oh, the door, okay. but instead of just entering, I'm going to take a look inside. Sure. And... So, um, you look into the room. It is mostly a fitting room for fancier clothing. Uh, there's a yeah. globe on one side, uh, a low table, a couple of couches, a couple of cushions for people to sit at. It's, it's basically a sitting room. And a fitting room. It's a sit-fit room. It's a shitting room. Um, and then... No. Uh, and uh, it does have several windows, and then it opens out into the hallway uh, of its own door into the hall on your immediate left uh, after entering from the door uh, you just came in. Okay. It, it appears to be empty. There's several bolts of fancy cloth. Uh, lots of fancy garb uh, around, but it's uh, there's nothing that stands out as magical. Okay. Um, the no, the halfling that's yeah. working is he still working away? Uh, yep. You kind of press your ear to the door and you hear him tap, tap, tapping. Um, Hander, you're kind of looking around. You look at the globe. You check for traps and all this. You can just make something out. It's, it's weird. It's it's a combination of sounds. This little tiny silver hammer that this halfling is tapping on the uh, on the crate, but in between the taps, you hear a quiet. And then a tap. And a tap. And it's getting quieter with each tap until you can't hear anything. Hey, boss. Uh, a little weird there, man. Um, you know that's happened? I think, I think he's putting somebody in the box, man. Is that normal? No. Let's take him out. All right. <clears throat> so, so, um, going to basically open like check the door open it and uh like i'm gonna as i'm about to do that you know sign get ready to take him out i'm gonna open the door gonna shoot him all right uh you go ahead and make your attack roll uh go ahead and just for fun who has the higher decks uh you or Fender? i uh, he probably has and i have uh 17 deck. Alright, so Rook, you get to go first. Uh, make your attack roll. You have advantage. With it. Okay. Nine. Glad it's advantage. 27. 27 is a definite hit as this person is like. With this tiny little silver hammer. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage and your sneak attack, sir. Okay. He takes... 21. Ooh, that's a pretty good hit. Uh, the arrow <laughs> hits him and he immediately drops the hammer. And it's this weird effect as it hits the ground. You hear the first bounce 
and then it spins for a second and then it clatters against the ground, but it clatters soundlessly. That's like this weird localized effect. Uh, the halfling took it in the back and he's ah, gasping and kind of turns to the side. Uh, and he uh, pandered. What do you want to do? I want to do the sneaky sneak and go beside him. Sure. So you, uh, you actually quickly dash. The fastest and best way would be to go in the other room, back out the other door now that his back is turned and scoot up beside him there. So you quickly right. around the corner. You are next to him. What was do you want to do? Was he concentrating on any spell or anything like that? No. Doesn't seem okay. to be. As he's swearing away in what you can only assume is halfling. Alright, so I will bonus action hide. Oh, yep. Just so I can get advantage. Yep, totally. You are well hidden. Go ahead. Well, roll a stealth check just to be on the safe side. You have advantage. All right, twenty-one will do it. So um, you you appear to be <laughs> unappeared. All right, so I will uh, do my dagger attack. Twenty-three is a definitive hit. You can roll to see if you get the crit, though. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, 23 nope. it is. Uh, roll your damage, please. And I'll roll a sneak attack after. Yep. All right, that's 10 points of damage. Oof. Oh, sorry. Plus, plus six. six is... <laughs> so oh, you just... No, I actually... It automatically factored in. It yeah. did. It factored it in for you. So that's ten points of damage. Um, the dagger slips past his armor, and you can feel him, the halfling next to you, just kind of go start to slump. But he catches himself. He is still alive, although he's definitely hurting badly. Blood pouring around, just drip, 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 and hitting the floor with these soundless. All right, uh, it is now his turn, unless somebody else has something else they want to do. Wouldn't it be initiative? Was that a uh, surprise round? Uh, that would be the surprise round. Let's take a... You know what, just for the sake of... Uh, yeah, let's do initiative and see how it goes. See who gets to go first. Go ahead and roll. Okay. Not me. 17. <clears throat> All right, Rook was 17. Then we've got six for Pander, and we've got uh, the other guy somewhere in the mix. Okay, Rook, go ahead. What do you want to do? The guy is bonus pretty act. much fallen to his knees next to Pander. Bonus action, steady. Uh, Finish yeah. him, boss. Bonus action, steady aim. Gonna hit him. Yeah. And you, yeah, that's fair. Go ahead and make your rolls. All right, 21 does hit. Uh, make your damage. And you know what? Don't even bother. Just go ahead and describe <laughs> it. Okay. I he just, had one uh, hit point. <laughs> okay. 
uh, not even obviously taking a breath, just quietly, I just kind of, kind of almost enter the void and I just kind of take a, quick, a steady aim and I just shoot him right, right in the midsection of the chest, right in the heart. Yeah, it takes him. And he, he wordlessly actually stares at you and he looks at you and it says his last words as he falls to the ground forward onto the arrows because you, you know that's got to suck and he says uh mother <laughs> and he is no more okay <laughs> what do you want to do uh, let's check out this chest. Like, uh, kind of, we assume that he was doing something sure. to someone. Go ahead and do an investigation check. Okay. Pander, you see on the ground there's a small silver hammer that's been that's fallen down. Nineteen. I'll grab it. Sure. You you got yourself a hammer. Um, a quietening a quietening hammer and uh go ahead and roll d10 for me there there girl okay awesome oh sorry d6 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 and yes donnie you always go first with the 20 a d6 three all right it's got three charges left today uh, you can cast silence on a five-foot square using that hammer. Sweet. Just a five-foot square, though. It's a minor, minor effect. Um, I investigate with a nineteen. All right, you kind of pull and pry and prod, and you pop open the top. Inside, you see, you see a woman bound tied uh gagged and she has uh rags tied over her eyes she's actually you recognize it there's this weird kind of falconry helmet where it blocks the vision oh it's it's the little girl it's the teenage girl uh sure yeah that's more fun yeah it's what she's the teenage girl um and she's been bound and tied in this you can see at this close range for the first time that there's kind of two headbands um well, the the main one, uh, actually, sorry, no, just the one headband and the eye covers, uh, and she's wearing the same thing she was wearing the day before, kind of a white dress, uh, nothing too fancy, very very plain, uh, and she's been prepped and shipped, and it actually says the name of another city, so they're sending her to another place. It's true, Darcy. It does sound better than real silence. Um, the sound of silence. All right, so, um, yeah, she's there, and she doesn't seem to be responding, just kind of hunching in this in this crate. Oh. Okay. Doesn't look good, boss. Doesn't look good. We can't just leave her here. Um, I'm going to... She's not moving at all? She's just kind of cowering. While he's okay. making up his... Oh, so go ahead. 
Oh no, go ahead. We you can you can flash cutting the back and... to the people up at the top. So while the others are apparently trying to investigate the lower regions, you are in the upper regions, uh, waiting on the balcony. Um, what do you want to do? Islek and Tuug. Tuug. Quag. Quag. That's it. Uh, I speak barbarian. Twag. Um, Islek is kind of impatiently looking around, but you are a... I'm going to get you to do a perception check for me. Actually, both of you. You've been up here... You've been up here and waiting for a while now. Uh, 24. Alright. So, 24 10. and 10. Alright. So, uh, a couple things. Number one, Islick, they've been keeping you waiting for a really long time. Something... Something's not right. Your instincts are like, uh, you don't know about this. Um, Ten... You don't notice much, Twog, but you, Twog, but you do notice, um, one of those statues just blinked. That's it. That's all you got. What do you want to do? Twog, something is awry. We must, we must see what is awry. Let us re-enter the building. So, stone blink. And I point. He'll just look over the Looks stone. like a statue. At, oh, with 23, you can see one of it. 24. One of them is, oh, 24. You see it, it is now in an ever so slight different position than it was a moment ago. Um, flashback to a second, back to Calron as he was giving you the briefing. Quite likely, um, they'll be hiding it either uh, in a separate room, probably hidden near the study, or perhaps uh, in those chests you couldn't investigate, or perhaps in some underground kind of boogie lair. I feel like, Twog, I feel like they're... I feel like it's time to stop waiting around. Let's get and, what we're looking for. Yeah, and I'm going to put away the hand axe and take out. That would be way too obvious, though. Do we want to alert them? Like, would I be able to discern that? Would Twug be no. able to discern that is the real question. <laughs> That's a good question. Do I can hurt a gargoyle by conventional means? Would I know whether I can... I Kill mean, it. you you could try to recall. I, you have not fought one that you that I know of. Well, what, what, what would I roll to know if I know? Uh, let's In, do, um, arc- let's do an arcane arc- arcana check. Okay. Ooh, twenty plus Tw- uh, twenty. Twenty one. Well. They are hard to damage, but they are you are able to damage it. You you know that much. Hmm. Uh, 
feel like I just wanna. I feel I feel like it doesn't actually matter. <laughs> let, let them. I, I I think the time for stealth has probably passed. Sir, Twog hit. You want to hit? Yeah. Make a hit. I'm going inside. And I take out my great axe. <laughs> All right. Twog pulls out so the great Twog axe. So Twog wouldn't have known, but he will take direction from Sir. Fair enough. All right. So you take out the great axe, and the the three gargoyles all kind of start turning like all pretenses off and they all look at each other like, ah, <laughs> and um, go ahead and roll initiative, Twog. Twog. And I'll have to also put away, I at the same time put away my hand axe. Yeah, of course. Because I can't hold both. Yeah. That's going to be your surprise round. The surprise of putting it away. Anish, uh, 14. All right, 14. All right, let me jot this down. Hold on. Uh, okay, so Twog, 14. All right, uh, what about you there, Neutron? 21. 21. Slack. All right, and then... Uh, and... He, he probably prefers Neutron for short. Fair enough. Sir Neutron. Okay. And uh, okay, so uh, Isaac, what are you gonna do? I'm going to go back inside and start flapping around like a crazy person, knocking over everything there is to knock over. It's time to turn from passive distraction into insane distraction. I'm like, what happens when? A wild pigeon gets into your house, and you try to get it out, but you're you just can't, and it goes crazy. And I'm gonna shit everywhere. <laughs> All right, I'm getting so, I'm getting flashbacks from another campaign. Yeah, it, it suddenly, <laughs> apparently, Eric Crook have have a the feat that allows the feature that allows them to do that. All right, uh, so you go in through the door, Random and you can see the two. The two kind of almost identical human uh, shopkeepers standing there, like very close conversation, but not saying a word, looking at each other. And as you walk in, Islick, they both simultaneously turn and look at you. And then, quite literally, the uh, the hits the fan as you start to. Uh, as you start to molt and stomp and just go just total cray. Cray cray. You you go crazy. You yeah. you make Britney Spears seem well adjusted. I don't know. It's all kinda <laughs> all over the place. Go ahead and roll your I don't know, intimidation, perception, per- persuasion, deception. Uh, I don't know. Roll something for me. Roll first hitting <laughs> on the rug. What makes the most sense? Uh, friggin' persuasion, sure. For going uh, ape shitty. Persuade them that you've lost it. <laughs> yeah, 19. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty good. And they both look at you and their eyes go completely jet black. Um, is there anything else you want to do besides just keep them well distracted? Oh, I'm gonna like fly at them and like 
you know, flap at them and they're 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 near a railing, right? I'm gonna try and like just go at them and sure, make an attack roll. out, man, and see what happens. All yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll be an, let's do an unarmed attack. That seems with talons. I'm gonna talon them. All right. 18. That's a hit. And the, uh... <laughs> all my references are from the late 90s. Uh, the damage is just three. There's not a lot of damage right there. That's all right. So you, uh, you go all in, and you go fluttering, and you bash into them, uh, and I believe you hit. I will confirm that in a moment. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's going to be a hit with an 18. All right. So, it's on like Donkey Kong. You smash into one of them, the red one wearing red robes there, um, and you hit him pretty hard. Roll for damage, please. Uh, damage was just three. Okay. For the ones. All right. Talons are just scratchy. It's just annoying. And, uh, let me just check something. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, the first one you takes a scratch to the forehead, and underneath it just tears away. You see, like, a crystalline kind of dark blue color underneath where the wound would be normally bleeding. It's just seeping a little bit of bluish blood. Scratch it on the forearm. You're like, okay. Um, you do have a bonus action. You could do an unarmed attack on them again if you'd like. I would even allow I get talents. A, I get a second attack because of something. Sure, do it. You why, can do it on the same or different. You're a ranger. Rangers get two attacks. That's why. That's the reason. It's because of my awesomeness. Roger that, Carl. I will. I will shriek as I do it this time. Uh, for twenty. All right. Nice. That hits. And roll your damage. Sorry. Did you say same or different? Red or green? Five damage this time. The uh, same guy or? No, the other guy. Okay, five on him. You scratch them both up and they kind of retreat a step away from each other and they look at each other and they say, Yes, it is as we thought. All right. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's true. Three point. If you were attacking the gargoyles, you'd be sharpening your claws. That was Donnie. All right. True. Uh, coming up In next. The- Okay. Rook. Yeah. Down below. We're gonna do it this way, jumping back and forth. Uh, Rook, you yeah. uh, you've got the girl. Um, she's sitting there, uh, head in sheath in this leather band. What do you want to do? Can't I can't let her just be bound like that, especially what happened to me. So I just start taking like the the headband off, like the headband off, like the restraints. Sure. So you cut the wrist I'll do the headband first. I'll be like... Sure. You cut the headband and she blinks her eyes. She's got these really vibrant yellow eyes. And she looks up at you and there's like a blur of focus for a second. And then she looks at you. And I need you to do a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Burr, burr. Wisdom saving. My name's Luke Skywalker. I'm here to save you. Too short. Two. Nine. 
That's a fail. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, good news for you. You only take four points of psychic damage, and okay. you immediately flee as far and as fast as you can away. Um, so you go boom against the... You find yourself almost blacked out for a second in this moment of sheer overwhelming fear and panic as you instinctively want to run. There's a voice inside your head that just says, Run! Run! You must run! And you find yourself clawing at the curtains and the back doors, tearing them down. Um, do you want to... Uh, you... you Unfortunately for you, the doors are locked, so you actually have to spend your action to unlock them. Otherwise, you would have kicked them open and fled out into the backyard. Dissonant whispers. All right. Um, anything else you want to do there? You've got a bonus act. Oh, I'd say you still have your action. That was your bonus. Uh, can I do anything? Like, I'm going to try to shake it off and... Yep. You've shaken it off. You used your reaction. Technically, you have your move and your regular action. I mean, if if I've shaken it off, I'll be like, oh, and I'll I'll go back and and just kind of say, hey, like, I mean, you no harm. So you reapproach, like doing this slow walk towards yeah, her until you can see, her, and you can see her still hiding in this crate, and you see these little fingers kind of poke up near the edge, the wrists bound in leather, and she's looking at you. And this good look at her right now, you can see her eyes, and in the center of her forehead is this red, like, opal kind of gem just wedged in, and it's raw and puckered around it. And you're, this has been less than ten minutes. You look at that, and there's this flicker of magical energy around this tiny little opal, and you're thinking to yourself... I've seen that. I've seen something like that before. All. But bigger. And not with your own eyes. And it wasn't red then. Okay, that's your turn. Uh, coming up next. Uh, gargoyles. So the gargoyles are looking down at uh, Tuag, and they're just grunting. Uh, they uh, they kind of click and clack with their um, with their wings, kind of unfurling, and they hop down one after another. And then they all start to try and circle around Tuag as you're getting your axe ready, cracking your neck. Um, so one of them circles right around behind you, and the other two kind of get into this weird triangle flank around Twug um, on this uh, on this balcony and they start to just step closer and closer. Okay, uh, they're going to try to attack you, Twug. I'm doing Sorry, this whole... my internet hiccuped. No worries. That last bit. Twug is getting beat on by some gargoyles. Um, Sierra so, uh, does a... Um, Okay, Twug, does 14 hit your AC? No. What about 15? Yes. Okay, uh, one hit uh, and another hit. So two hits as they try to claw and bite at you. Uh, I'm going to say you are going to take uh, 10 points of piercing 
sorry, five points of piercing damage, five points of slashing damage. However, um, as you were getting your axe out, yeah, that's it. So they're they're just kind of hissing yeah. and clawing and biting at you. Okay. Yeah, because I couldn't go into my I didn't go into my rage during that. Unfortunately, no. Because yeah, instead I dropped my or I put away my other thing. Yeah, absolutely. But they are they are surrounding you. You're just like yeah, okay. All right, it is now your turn, Twug. What do you want to do? I just kind of scream out, Twog mad. Rage. Nice. And then I'm going to take my great axe and I'm going to swing at the one in front of me. All right. Because they're kind rolls. of like. They're in a triangle pattern around you, kind of yeah. like circling you. Uh, 19. 19 hits. Nice job. Um, okay. That's for five points of slashing damage. Ah, yeah. Not really good damage there. Didn't I rolled a nat one. Um, oh, you need to add your um, rage damage rage as well. Rage bonus, which I believe is... Um, Two? Yeah, plus two. Alright, so that's gonna be seven points on the first hit. Stacking up with the second eighteen uh sorry, twenty hits on the second swing. Still on All the right. same gargoyle? Um That wasn't that was a rage. I don't know why I had to click off that I used one and it rolled you, that and you I'm do not get sure two why. attacks around uh per turn at this level that wasn't my attack though oh that was just it says rage oh it does that's weird anyway would yeah, you like to weird. do a second attack yeah i will for All sure right. um so i'll take my second attack you can always go reckless if you felt like it with uh 14 14 does not it well it hits but it doesn't seem to have much impact as you backswing and and it kind of catches it in its claw in its clawed hand and stops the of course that's the one time i roll a 12 <laughs> yeah so unfortunately the so, second one doesn't hit all right that's yeah. your turn coming up next um oh sorry you do yeah, have your move i'm if you not want. gonna move okay i'm not going to you don't want three attacks of opportunity I'll hunker down. All right. Just bear in with it. You'll probably get hit some hits, which will keep the rage up. Coming up next, we've got... Um, uh, inside. Icelick, you're looking at these old men, and they look at each other, and their eyes have already gone jet black, and they blink, and, and they mutter an incantation and sidestep at exactly the same time. And... Uh, it, there's kind of a strange effect as they do it. You see them step, but you also don't. And another two of them. And then another two. And then another two. And then another two. As they begin to duplicate themselves in this weird, random distribution around the room. Not five times. <laughs> Four times. There we go. So there are now four 
of the red-robed guys, uh, you know, Garek, shopkeepers, uh, and four of the green all spread out around the room, and they begin to slightly shift into different locations around. So you don't know exactly which ones are the uh, the real shopkeepers. All right, uh, and they draw daggers, and they and they start talking to you, and their voices are drastically different. They say, "Yes, we knew when you looked inside your mind." And it's this weird kind of thing where one of them talks, and then the other one, and the other one. It's passing around the room, so it's almost impossible to tell which one's which. We knew that you were up to something. The who sent you? Tell us, or we'll carve it out of you. You know the problem with trying to get information out of someone? They have to know what they're doing. And one thing about me is, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) 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 If it's it's his turn, he's going to do some weird shit. (laughs) All right, in a second it will be. Uh, Coming up next, it is uh, Pander. All right. So she's not still in the box, huh? Uh, she is still in the box. Um, and you're also still on the mission to try to find a way down or find a way uh, to... You're, you're looking around. She's she's sitting in the box still, and you can see her, and you've got your little... You're, you're standing there. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. So I see, uh, I see Rook that he fled he did but then he came back and he was saying like hey we're here to help you and she doesn't she looks afraid she doesn't look like she's hostile per se uh, um i'll just try and support rook's message sure how do you do that so persuader, i'll just say hey it's all good man we're here to help i'm here to help can you, can you take them? Can you carve them from my mind? Can you? I need... Please. Kill me. Uh. Uh. What else can I do? <laughs> no one gets away. No one gets away from them. Not from them. Not from... Not from me. Who? Him. From who? Tell me who. From the brothers Garricks. Or their master. The one. You know where they are? I've been in a box. I don't know. Well, you, in all fairness, you've only been in the box for about two minutes. I think they went that way, I think. They keep me here. They lent. They were lent me by the master. Oh, all right. Well, I'm gonna follow the direction she pointed. It's up the stairs. All right. All right. So you can spend your movement. Uh, you're pretty close to the stairwell, so uh, you cross the room. You can see at the top, and you can hear something going, like bird. I think a new term, bird crazy. That's what it is. 
Um, and you can hear all the flapping and fluttering as soon as you step out into that main hall. And you look up and you can see the dust and the feathers. Uh, and you can now see uh, eight little little um, little men all mirroring each other. Uh, and you can get about, uh, you can get to the base of the stairs on your basic movement. And you still have uh, your action and your bonus action if you want it. I'll use my bonus action to dash up. Nice. Okay, so running around, you are now, uh, you can get to the top of the stairs. You're actually base to base with one of the guys in red, um, if you so choose. Oh, fuck. They look mean. I'm going to stab them. All right. Go ahead and make your roll. And it's a crit. All right, I need to look something up real quick. Hold on, hold on. One second. Sorry, folks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, one second. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, a d20 for me. I'll let you roll it. Actually, okay, 15. Um... Okay, so, uh, okay, so you swing with a crit, you just, like, whip out your dagger right in the th in the back of the neck, like, full tilt, would have been perfect shot, it would have executed, except, it just disappears as soon as you stab it. Fuck, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that one is no more. Okay, next time. Uh, that's, I believe, the end of your turn. Coming up next, top of the order. Icelack. Okay, as a bonus action, I'm going to Misty Step. Sure, where are you going? Uh, let's say around here. I don't Make think myself I Oh, like just down the, to the other end of the hall, pretty much. It's far enough away. Like oh, here, sure. Where I can still see them. And then I'm going to uh, use Gust of Wind upon them. Nice. All right. So, your Which Gust is that of they Wind. They have to make a. Uh, what do they have to make? Strength saving throw. Not to be pushed. By the wind. By the wind. Alright, um... Okay, so, you, uh... This torrent of air just whooshing down the hall. Um, and it... How long does it go? Like, the, the length of it? Uh, it's, it's concentration, so I can... No, I mean the distance. Good. Oh, uh... This is oh. the spell, not the cantrip, right? Yes. Yeah, the yeah. Spell, 60 feet. Oh, hey, so it fills the entire space. Um, yeah, oh. and so the other... So the save, I think, is against my strength, isn't it? Which is 13? It's a. It's against your DC, basically. So... Uh, which is what is my DC? Uh, I'll leave between you and your your character sheet um so this um, gust 13. of wind sorry 13 
13? 13. Okay. So, um, as they would need to do that as they, uh, so we'll just do, I think you can hit, let's say, four of them and pander. So, pander, do a strength saving throw. You have to be. Well, it's, so, it's 10 feet wide by 60 feet long of air, and I can. You can steer so, it. Yeah, I can steer it. Um, so essentially, anybody that's caught in it has to beat the. All right. The DC. Um, so all of them and Pander, all well, the first one actually, this guy right at the front, he saves and his robes are whipping around him and like sideways and turns, and he's just like trying to walk into the wind towards you. All the others get pushed. How far? Uh, fifteen feet away. Dunk. Thunk, they're slamming into the wall at the far end of the hall, and Pander just gets flung away. Um, Pander, I'm going to need you to roll a, um, well, let's just say evens or odds, d6. Easter. I was kind of trying not to hit him, but it's only so. <laughs> All right, that's a one. I'm going to count that as a nat one. Um, so you end up being pushed down the stairs. Please do an acrobatics check for me. Nice. Oh, nice. You're going to take half damage as you fall down the stairs. It's not the wind just knocked you off balance, but unfortunately you were right at the top of the stairs, so you went the wrong way. And But you managed to just tumble over and just expertly... Uh, and land. Yeah, you lift a few feet off the floor there, uh, Isaac. Isaac, as you're like, as it's pushing you up and filling your wings, you're like, yes. Um, that was from Donnie, by the way. Um, so you fall down about halfway down the stairs, but catch yourself halfway there, Pender, and you take... Uh, let me roll the d10 again. I missed it. Uh, you would take two points of bludgeoning damage. All right. All right. Now, yeah, technically, I'm, I'm gonna go soon, man. I was gonna say we can keep going a little bit more, or we can pause it here and pick it up next week. I can I can keep going for a little bit longer if yeah, you guys can, want. To. I can keep going for a little bit longer, like 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. That seems good. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, that is Icelex's turn. Rook, back down below. You're you're talking to the little, uh, the little witch or somebody in the box. Uh-huh. When I see her, so she has a pendant on her forehead. She does, and it because you're wearing glasses, those glasses, I'm you can get it. Yeah. You see it, and you recognize it. Not quite as good as um, as an identify spell, but you can immediately sense what this is, and you get these flashes, almost like a cut to like the history of this a little bit. Like you can see this little girl showing magical intent as you look at her and you hear voices whispering and she is already halfway gone maybe that's the weird connection um you can see her being picked up off of the streets her parents being proud of her magical abilities you get to go to the academy and learn a lot Matilda and then uh, the next voice that you hear is like her father's voice he's like no, you go with them, you train hard, they'll show you how to do And then she goes off, uh, and you can see this Garrick-looking guy, but slightly taller version of him. And he's like, 
he takes her and away and she casts a look back to her family and then boom you cut to um training and they you know they're in a small room and he's holding her hands and she's making stuff happen like magical prestidigitation stuff she's a magic user and he is feigning pride but then you see him leave the room and he calls her like this the magical cur will be ready for gelding soon um and so then uh he says to an almost identical but slightly taller version of himself um the master will be pleased the other one answers and then they um they cut to the next scene where it's a ritual of some kind and they they they've got this weird apparatus and there's this strange like like sense in the room even in her memory of this terrifying presence just out of view over there and then they they take this band around her head and sear her head with this red hot um pearl that they take and press in and it sinks in and burns in and anchors in and then you cut to um her trying to run away and at a single word one of the garrixes just goes zelp and just whatever word it was that he said you don't even know it's like it's almost like static for a second it's kind of blanked out in her memory but the word at the word the the gemstone glows white like almost white hot again and she falls to her knees in like screaming in pain clutching her forehead um yes and now you'll see why you must obey yes good lessons over sorry i did the wrong voice i was supposed to be well now you see why we'll we'll obey um and then uh and then boom you're back in the room with her what do you want to do okay wait right here i'm gonna go take care of of the Garrix and then help you out. And I'm just going to go after Pander and the others and enter. Because I, I, I assume there's some type of shit going on. Sure. Do a quick perception check for me. Okay. 18. Okay. Um, with an 18, as you're running by, you hear this very slight from your far right and at the base you see the entrance to what looks like the kitchen as the quill just through there and scoots through there and just starts flying through the kitchen and away you can keep going upstairs Uh, oh no 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 damn it I'm gonna follow it okay you turn in your tracks and book it. You can see it at the far end of the room as it's going over these tables with prepared foods and so on. Um, you can even see some of the pots and stuff are all churning themselves and stirring. Um, the spoons and the cutlery do all seem alive in, in a very magical type kitchen. And the tiny quill is quickly zipping its way um, over to the far end of the room headed for the there are two doors other than the one you entered and a small closet um at least at a glance uh you see two doors slight one side to the north another to the south the one to the south south is slightly open but it's booking for the one slightly to the north 
and it's uh it's desperately trying to like click itself into the handle to, and like wrap its feather around the handle and try to open it um and and it kind of kind of looks back towards you as you enter the room i'm gonna let it do its thing like you know is um, it gonna it, open the door yep it it eventually does open the door and scoots just a little crack and just enough for it to zip through and it goes through um and then the door slams by like it you hear it <laughs> like hit the door behind it with some force and then the door slowly click just as you get up to it and then you hear of a lock going into place I try to unlock it like is sure it... yep you can uh go ahead and sleight of hand uh, okay Twenty-five. Damn, that's definitely gonna do it. All right, uh, do a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. Uh, plus, let's see my dex saving throw. Okay. Twenty-five. Ooh, twenty-five. Nice. So, All right. um, now if you have a special ability allowing you to get out of the way, so you don't take damage. Uh, otherwise, you were going to take half damage because you made the save. No, I I don't have like some type of special ability to no get me out of the way. Yet. Okay, so not till next level, right? So as you pull your fingers back, you just get this little scratch on one of your fingers as the needle goes uh, as the trap goes off. Uh, you don't take the worst of it though; you only take three points of poison damage. I think that I have uh, an ability against poison. Okay. Uh, I don't need to bleed, breathe, or poison. Yeah, basically I have advantage against, like, I think I'm resistant to poison or sure, something like that. you can like take that. one point of poison damage. Done. And you are considered poisoned. So you are at disadvantage on lots of things. As this ever so... Oh, actually, you made the save. So it's <laughs> not enough in there. You'd need more of a dose. So you manage to get the door open, and you can you stick your head around the corner just as the quill, like, it doesn't bother with stairs, so it just jumps over the railing, or zips over the railing, and drops down below as these stairs descend. You want to follow it? Or as it almost is out of sight now, at the base of those stairs? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to follow it. I, I think it's trying to do something, and it might lead me to the orb. So you're going to need to use your bonus action to dash after it? Yep. Okay. And you get down to the base of the stairs, um, and it's pitch black down there. And as you go walking, you see these runes written on the wall. Uh, and it's the you takes you a second, you're like, wait... You only see them because of your glasses, and you can see, you can read something. It's not a spell; it's a warning, and it says, "Enter and beware. Service or death await." Okay, that's your turn. 
Okay, coming on. Gargoyles. Gargoyles take swings at Tuwak. What's your name? Twag. Twag. That's it. Uh, two hits and <laughs> I've broken four hits. God. You've broken me. I am done for. Um, so that is four hits in total for a total of twenty points of piercing and/or slashing damage. But I imagine it's half. half. So ten points of piercing and slashing damage as these three gargoyles um, all surround you and just take, just trying to take chunks out of you. Uh, all right, it is that's their turn, uh, and it's now Twog's turn. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, they're hitting me anyway. Yep. So I'm going to... Uh, reckless. Yeah, you will. Reckless. Let's get reckless. I mean, how? Um... And I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use my bonus action to great weapon master. I don't, I don't think you need to bonus action that, do you? Um, I think it's just on. Oh, it's a, it's on it. To use it. Yeah. If I reduce them to zero, then I can have on the bonus right. action. Okay. All right. So start yeah. making some swings. Still. Still getting used to this character. With advantage. I've never played one. Yeah. Yeah, with advantage. Minus five um, to hit, plus ten damage. Let's see. So twenty-two minus five. Seventeen. Seventeen. Does that hit? That's a hit. Okay, so. And which one? The one you hit before, seven, or something else? The one I hit before. That's right. seventeen, eighteen, nineteen damage. Whoa, that's a lot of damage. All right. 19 points of damage. Boom. High that's risk, a heavy high hit. reward. Absolutely. Second swing. I'm going to try to get rid of him. So Do at least again. only two of them are nailing me. The first me. one takes a big chunk out of his shoulder as stone and pebbles go off to the side. Yeah, you're, I don't you're hurting think it. That but one, it's still that's pretty solid. 14. Uh, that, uh, no bonuses. Or anything? No. You're so close. It's minus five, so it's a 14. Uh, you were so close. Uh, unfortunately, that Wait, is, you're does reckless. the reckless last? You get or advantage. Does the does the great weapon master last for both? Uh, Do yeah. I still have to? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're doing okay. reckless, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get advantage on that. So that's the 19. Yeah, unfortunately, 19 doesn't cut No, 19 it. hits, though. Sorry. 14 missed. It's 19, 19. minus but it's 5. Oh. 5. Oh, it's minus 5. It's right, only 14. Right. Yeah. I keep missing that. All right, unfortunately, the second okay. one just bang, and they and they kind of glances off the stone at a slightly not quite enough angle. All right, they are pretty tough creatures. And yeah, I think I can't bonus action. This one is looking anything. bloodied, but you can do a bonus melee action if you want to. It's. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It's just melee. Sure. You're uh, melee, uh like unarmed. You can kick one. Oh, of them. unarmed. Yep. Okay. What the heck? Why not? Sure. You could also switch it to try for a push if you'd like. 
Uh, Rather than damage, just shove one of them off of you. But that's at a normal. Or is that still reckless? It's, everything's reckless this round. This is the one that's kind of hurt, the one I just marked. All right. The other ones are taking nope. chunks out of you. I don't think uh, it'll do any good. It's only okay. 11. All right. Unfortunately, that's a miss. All right. Yeah. That's your turn. Okay. Coming up next. Um, in the other room, all the various doppelgangers. Um, the, the one in red turns and looks towards... Um, Towards the fallen, uh, the, the halfling pander that was just snuck up on him and looks at him and, um, and hisses at you and says, We've got company. You take that one. And he points down the hall towards the, um, uh, the Aarakocra. And then, and then the, this guy turns towards pander and there's a weird effect that happens as he shifts and becomes Pander. And they all kind of shift positions. And now there are three Panders all running down towards the other Pander. Man, it's fucked up, but I gotta go, buds. No worries, man. This is As you charge down at yourself, thanks very much for playing, man. Um, and meanwhile, the other one decides to Ow. shift and become sure let's do all panders as they all shift and become pander and they all begin to move towards their respective enemies um and let's see if they can if those four can get over towards uh, islak ooh so, <laughs> there's they still have to resist the wind yeah and so it they goes for a full map. Yeah, they try to move through the wind, and all four of them are having such a hard time as you're just oh. steering it towards, and they're just staying put, and then losing ground and going backwards as you're shoving them back, uh, and they're almost all piled up at that at the top of the stairs there. Um, the the three that went after Pander, the three Panders that are going after Pander. All go running down the stairs and drawing daggers. They're going to try and attack Pander. This is with advantage. I know he's not here, but we'll resolve this in a sec. Oh, wait. He's, he's gone, right? Yeah, he's gone. All right. Unfortunately, uh, I think that's where we may have to cut it because they were all running towards Pander to make with the stabby stab. So um, I think we're going to stop there. Might be a good spot as you're all facing some pretty na nasty nasty little critters okay I think that's it I should stop I got a lot of work to do tomorrow I don't want you guys alright well I'm curious what do you think so far madness mm -hmm. oh I got a sponsor too by the way Ooh, that always makes me happy alright and uh, internet while we're while we're wrapping up here um, and we can always use suggestions and other players uh, always use suggestions for a an episode name so think about that make suggestions in chat uh, or tell me if you're here uh, and Steve you've got a message from our sponsor do you need a few minutes you want to do it right now oh they're always better totally improvised all right 
Without further ado, a word from our tonight's sponsor. Take it away, Steve. This video is sponsored by the mobile action game, Very Angry Birds. <laughs> Choose your character in many colors, gray, green, purple, orange, red, blue, yellow, indigo, violet, or even royal blue. With real high-speed shitting action, your bird can <laughs> flap around sending bits of feathers and acid, uh, acidic shit in any direction you want. Good with arrows, good with uh, magic, good with teleportation, good with just being holier than thou. Use your bird to just generally be an asshole. Got a Sign problem. up now. Yeah. Use the code what the fuck and get a free 200 gold to start your character off. <laughs> Download Very Angry Birds now. Link in the description. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. All right. Oh, got that echo on. All right. Well done and very Angry Bird indeed. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. Do we have suggestions for tonight's game? <laughs> Hard to say. Showdown at Garrick's. Showdown at Garrick's, yeah. I'm glad that that all... Or relatively organically came together. I was going to be like all over the map. You still have a couple more flashbacks left if anybody needs them. But uh, we are I'm, using them up. I didn't, really, I didn't really get the point of the flashbacks. Other than... uh, basically to give you something like we thought of it as it went and it was very possible. So he got the glasses of true vision. You can make oh, a okay. plan and then if it doesn't pan out well, be like, that's eh, a stupid plan anyway. Um, and then yeah. go back, maybe that kind of thing. Those are the flashbacks. They're the mm -hmm. savior bacon. Okay. So you can literally just narrate your way through until you run into an obstacle of death. And but then what I meant to say was, yeah, exactly. Okay. I meant to, but not just like simple rerolls. Like let let's lean in hard into this. Like we'll see, we'll see how it all works. Or, we'll see yeah. if I need to use one soon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I'm kind of yeah. You're running <laughs> off into the dungeon by yourself. It's great. I love it. Instant, yeah, instantaneous retcon. <laughs> instantaneous retcon, exactly. Um, I, mean, I mean, that could be tonight's episode title. <laughs> Although it was not instantaneous. That was like three hours. All right. <laughs> um, oh, Steve, are, is there a Shadowrun tomorrow? There is, in fact, tomorrow a Shadowrun. Fan-freaking-tastic. So uh, check that out. Um, oh, we have a TikTok. I don't know if anybody mentioned uh, that, but I I have been throwing a few things up on TikTok. So you can... Um... Yeah, Darcy's just saying in chat, usually it's less retcon and more of this. This happened in... This happened in the time we skipped. Yeah, exactly. So you can kind of say, oh, yeah. but remember, I remember that time that I got the thing that I needed or... Yeah, we, we'll figure it out. All right. So uh, last last chance for any suggestions? Anybody? I have no idea. Holy crap. Showdown to Garrick's. Yeah, showdown, showdown to Garrick's. All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Thanks very much for coming. Good to see you. Thanks again.
and I hope you uh, had fun with trying out a different uh, character for a change. All right, I'm going to get going. I just have to find the button. All right, don't forget to hit the button, the like, the follow if you, if you enjoy our stuff. Uh, we'll, you get the updates, all that jazz. Support us, make us feel, feel the loves. And uh, check it out on podcasts and uh, the other places. I'm tired. It's good. Go to bed. All right. Good night, everybody. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for some more role-playing game madness. This time, future edition. <laughs> Peace and hugs. <laughs> see you later, Donnie. Thanks very much uh, to Darcy and Donnie for playing vicariously. And we'll see you. Uh, some Actually, we'll see both of you tomorrow. And uh, everybody else. We'll see you tomorrow, too. Take care. Good night. All right, dudes.